Welcome back to the Vincent Collectors Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Adam Katz. And today we have quite a bit going on. We have some exciting uh, IPOs that are happening this week. Welcome back, Adam. Are you preparing for your turkey day, as it were? Uh, I am. Do you... Do you you, see, but you're a ve- you're a vegan, so all you eat is. Uh, I'm not a, ve- like I'm not a, a vegan, but I don't eat meat. Yeah, I actually am going to be making so, a uh, big thing of mac and cheese. That's my uh, contribution. So just, just endless, endless amounts of mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. We, they, we, sh- we should do a uh, we should do a fractional turducken. Just have uh, just sell just sell shares, shares in a turducken <laughs> that gets eaten. Yeah, it seems it seems like we could just uh, we could just fractionalize everything ultimately. Yeah. Well, apparently. Uh, they are fractionalizing stamps now. Uh, there was just an art- right. article that we posted on that. Oh, the was it like the Penny Black or something like that? One yeah. of those really weird I'm ones? I'm not a stamp guy, but uh, Chris Nessie wrote an article about that, yeah. that new platform. I just I just dug into my dad's... Uh, oh, it's the Magenta stamp. It was like... Uh, it was like a rare one-cent stamp, 1856, sold for <laughs> 8.3 million. And I yeah. think these things... This was a big deal because it was like, it was it was an improv it was an improvised stamp. So it was like it was only available for eight weeks, and it was just basically like a, it was just magenta. It was just it was just a single color, and I think there was a penny black version too that was like that's similar in price and it's similar. And the the only other stamp I know is the one that uh, the one that ended up in uh, tr- uh, Brewster's Millions. Which was the which was the flying Jenny, which yeah, was an upside yeah, down plane stamp. Jenny. Um, I mean, they are. Yeah, yeah, the inverted Jenny. It just Jenny. shows that they are fractionalizing everything now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I've I don't think I've thought about stamp collecting since I was probably like twelve. So it's pretty wild that people are still into it. All right, what else we got going on? Well, how was how were the auctions this weekend? So this last weekend there was a big sports collectible auction at Heritage, and. I wrote uh, an article on the site that you can see at withvincent.com going over the relevant sales to assets that are currently on uh, some of the fractional platforms. There was also the monthly PWCC premiere auction, and I'll be writing up a summary of that as well uh, in the next day or two. Uh, Last week, the assets we talked about the Hank Aaron basket was sold out, but reasonably slowly. It took about a day and a half to sell out, whereas the Japanese whiskey we talked about sold out in literally one minute, uh, which shows the investor demand for that kind of asset. The bottom feeder NFT that I talked about has actually not dropped yet on Otis. They have not scheduled any of their upcoming drops. They're still working through this SEC regulation guideline that I don't know why they're having issues and the other platforms are not, whether the other platforms are ignoring it or they're sort of regulated in a different way. But that NFT and the other four that are on the app have not been scheduled as of yet. Mm-hmm. The other... So oh, the... And, and what are the SEC issues? I'm not entirely sure. They just say that once it gets approved, it needs to go up on the platform within 48 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. That has not seemed to have been the case for the other platforms, but I don't, you know, it's a compliance issue that I'm not really familiar with. But the long and the short mm. of it is that Otis 
has not been regularly scheduling their assets in the same way that the other platforms have. And then the other, no, the other platforms are dealing with the same thing or is it just them? I do not know. Interesting. All right. All right. What else we got going on? We got three three exciting little things. The other big news was that Rally Road is moving to real-time trading. Not immediately, but they had been doing this somewhat difficult to parse system where they would open up three assets every day for their trading window and it would clear at a given time. And with 300 plus trading assets now, that meant that many, many, many months went in between when a certain asset would go up for trading. Now, hmm. the idea would be that all of their assets will be open for trading during you know normal business hours every day during the week. They so you can basically so they get they get these ten things here, right? They got these yes. ten items: Golden Eye, Mike Tyson's so, Punch Out. So you can basically trade them like like in a stock like in the stock market. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you can do at Otis and Collectible, but rally had been a little behind but now yes they have opened up their first 10 assets and they are saying they're going to do the remaining 290 plus assets over the next eight weeks the 10 that they uh, have up now are just right now in post only mode so you can just post bids and asks they won't actually open for trading until next week but i did write about those 10 assets that are now available uh, which you can read about on the site. And we got, and there's there's quite a few actually. So there's the GoldenEye, Mike Tyson's Punch yeah. Out. There's the Jerry Rice rookie card. They, they open looks with like, some of like their a lot most of collectibles. prominent assets, yeah. for sure. Okay. And you know, I mean, and a board ape. You got a board. One ape. of the board apes. It'll. You know, anytime you introduce liquidity to the market, it's going to cause prices to come closer to the market value, whether that's to go up or down. Um, and it'll, you'll be able to react much quicker to developments in the market. Um, if there's an auction, if there's a, a sale of something, you can, you'll be able to see the price movement will generally move in conjunction with that. Whereas a lot of rallies mm-hmm. assets over the past few months have been way off from the market values in one direction or another. So the, so to be clear, so let's look at, let's look at punch out for example, sure. this is an NES game. So the what you're saying is that the current price, which the current valuation, which is 192, is that more accurate than it was originally? Because it looks like the IPA was 69 bucks. So 192k. Well, so you know the IPO was a while ago, and okay, the, it's actually I. So the IPO was at 90,000. Um, the Current trading price is 129, um, and then the most recent sale, which was uh, in late October. Yeah. Oh, 216. Was for 216. So 129, not 192. By the way, is what it's trading at now. 129. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually well. No, that's so that's, it, that's way so lower. So it's lower than the most recent sale. That most recent sale came after the last time it traded, right? So that gives you an example. It traded last in late September, Mm -hmm. and now there's been this more recent auction for a higher price. Once it goes to real-time trading, the market will be able to react to that immediately or, you know, the next day, as opposed to waiting Mm -hmm. until the next trading window comes up. 
So this will allow hmm. assets to trade closer to what their perceived market price is. And the but the one twenty nine one twenty nine mar uh, value here is just a doesn't reflect that yet. No, that does not reflect that yet. Okay, I got you. Mm -hmm. All right, very cool. All right, what's uh, what are the some IPOs this week that we need to look at? So there's uh, we'll start with a IPO that's coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, at twelve Eastern at Rally. It's a copy of the original Mortal Kombat game for Super Nintendo and it's graded at a 9.8 A+. It is being offered at a market cap of $90,000, which is about a 14% premium to Rally's purchase of it for 79,200 in September at Golden Auctions. And you know, we know Mortal Kombat. It's I think mm -hmm. the highest grossing fighting game franchise of all time. It's been made into several movies, you know, two in the 90s and one that just came out this year. Anybody who grew up with it, uh, you know, they know the, that it was known for its, like, graphic violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you were able to cut people, you were pull people's spines yeah, out. Yeah, it was, stuff, it was which highly was controversial at the time. Um, it's probably pretty pedestrian now, but... <laughs> it actually led to the creation of video game ratings. Uh, there were not video game ratings before Mortal Kombat came out, but there was such an outcry that they decided we need to, not that anybody ever looks at those ratings, but mm -hmm. it is responsible for them. And so, you know, Mortal Kombat's got the name recognition. It's a pretty prominent thing. But uh, as I mentioned, Rally just bought it at 79200 they're offering it at 90000 uh, Most recently, in the exact same auction that they bought it at, there was a lower-rated version that went for 7200 and it was a 9.0A grade. It's only important because the same grade, a 9.0A, just sold more recently at Heritage for $5,000 as opposed to that 7200 So we saw a decline there. If we see a similar decline between Rally's purchase and today for the 9.8 A+, it would leave it well short of the market cap that they're offering it at. Hmm. Okay. And let's say, so this is a 9.8 A+. Yeah. And so you can see right. that 9.8 plus is one of the highest grades you can get. So it is possible yeah, that course. that would move independently of the 9.0A, but in general, the market has been down. Uh, the late October Heritage auction for video games saw most assets declining. So if you look at Rally's purchase in September, it's probably declined since then, and they are offering it at a premium. Is it because the market's saturated, or what do, what do you think happened this, this year? I think that any time you see a market that has such a rapid climb, there's always going to be corrections at, at points. And the video game market is still well ahead of where it was at the beginning of the year, for example. Mm -hmm. All right, super. Uh, we also got this, uh, we got a bird, we got a top scoring leaders. Yeah, one of the most uh, card. famous, notable basketball cards of all time. It's from 1980. It's the top scoring leaders card. 
it happens to be both Magic Johnson and Larry Bird's rookie card. And then you throw another Hall of Famer, Julius Irving, on there as well. Not his rookie card, but you have three Hall of Famers on one card, two Hall of Famers rookie cards, super notable card. The one thing is that there are a lot of them out there. Collectible is offering a PSA 9. It's at a market cap of just under $30,000. This is going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. There are over 600 PSA 9s out there, so it's not particularly rare. Uh, The PSA 10, there are only a couple dozen, and that goes for a lot of money. But this PSA 9 uh, is most recently sold over the weekend at the PWC auction, PWCC auction that I uh, am writing up, and it it sold for $27,600, so a little bit under the market cap of the offering, not too far under, and it's in line with other sales. The most recent sales in October, there were four of them for 27K, 24K, 27K, 25K, so it's very, it seems that that is the current range in that twenty-five dollars to $27,000 range. So a little bit below the $30,000 it's being offered for. Yeah, and we got the, uh, they had a 9. This is a, this is a, what level is this? This is a PSA, is a PSA 9. And Rally Road actually IPO'd a PSA 9 in August at a very similar market, at 30000 So basically the same market cap. Mm-hmm. So that's what the fractional platforms are offering it at but it's risen it's risen in the past it's risen in the past few months the rally road that's that particular particular ipo traded up but again because there wasn't the same kind of liquidity in the rally markets Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of times the prices there are not in line with the market value because it doesn't make sense that it would be valued at forty three thousand there when the last five sales have all been between twenty-five and twenty-seven thousand. And incidentally, if you're listening to the podcast and you're in, you're into the podcast, we also do this. Uh, Adam does this every week uh, in our newsletter, our pro newsletter. So if you sign up for Vincent Pro, uh, you basically get these these multiple IPOs early, uh, crazy early, uh, way before anybody else knows about them. So it's pretty exciting. So we got this last one here: "The Beatles Love Me Do." Uh, is this literally the song, or are we just are we looking at a record? This is a this is a fun one. Uh, I don't know if you're a Beatles fan. Yeah, I'm a Beatles fan. Um, this is the first music memorabilia that have been on these major fractional sites. It's a signed copy of the Beatles' first single in the UK, "Love Me Do." It's you know it's the vinyl actual you know record signed by all four members of the Beatles it's from 1962 Rally Road is offering it this Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern at a market cap of $24,000 they bought it uh, just a few weeks ago from Bonham's auction house for a little over 20,000 they're offering it at, at a fairly substantial premium but part of that is because there was a sale last friday of the pretty much the exact same thing at julian's auction house for twenty two thousand four hundred. so 
we're looking at two recent sales, 20,000, 22,000. This is being offered at 24. It's in the same ballpark, and this is a pretty unique and interesting item that I expect to sell out very quickly. And all the other, all the other uh, copies were, uh, were signed as well? These, yeah, the most recent one was also signed um, by all four. Okay. So, all right, okay, I got you. So 22-4, it was sold uh, last, last Friday. Yep. Okay, so I see. So, so we've actually got, so we've got We've got, got a very direct we're showing. comp, um, very yeah. recent direct comp. So we have a very good idea of, of what the market is valuing this at. All right, very cute. And this, and the difference between the two is that one is signed on the other side of the record. On the PS, yeah. PS, I love you versus the love me do. One, version. yeah. So, so that's pretty, uh, the rally one is signed on the A side. The one that just sold at Julian's is signed on the B side. And what did it sell for? Let's see. First or early sales? Oh, it's like so. It's it's almost. Is what's what, what's your. I guess no. I guess that it wouldn't be the case. Like this thing sold in 2015 for 6,200, and now it's selling for 22,000. What's the? Uh, what do you think is the? What do you think is the driver in the past? I guess half a decade that that's that's really driving these all prices up on almost everything here. That that would be a longer conversation, but I think that yeah, <laughs> I mean you know the collectibles market as a whole has exploded in the last year, year and a half. Part of it, I think, is the fractional platforms driving more interest and purchasing these items as well. But I think also mm -hmm. just the amount of people who have more disposable income and hmm. more time at home because of the pandemic, more time uh, to research these items. I think people are more interested as more and more people learn about the markets for these items, it's much more interesting to invest in a copy of Love Me Do versus a Bond, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, is largely responsible for the explosion and growth in all of these markets. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe we should do a full, full uh, show on, on discussing that because that might be a, that might be a more interesting uh Maybe an interesting topic just to maybe bring somebody on to join us as well. Sure. All right. Very cool. All right. So we got that going. We got uh, we got the holiday coming. Uh, what are you going to be looking at over the weekend? Any auctions that we need to worry about? There's nothing really coming up this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. The next bit of auctions are going to be in early to mid-December. Um, you know, the holidays, I think, slows down a lot of these things. Um, but... Mm -hmm. What I'm going to be looking at next week is just how the rally real-time trading plays out. All right, very cool. All right, so here we have it. Uh, this has been the Vincent Collectors Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Adam Katz. And we will see you.